You're listening to Bulletproof Radio with Dave Asprey. Everyone's talking about red light therapy beds and for good reason. There's a company called ARRC LED that's building an entirely new class of LED devices. ARRC LED beds integrate proprietary scanning technology and frequency protocols to shape the delivery of six different wavelengths in dose-optimized photobiomodulation. Yes, that's a lot of words. What it is, though, is that photobiomodulation improves the underlying energetics of the cells in your body. And those changes can benefit nearly every tissue and organ and system in your body. You change your cells and you change your life. For more information, visit ARRCLED.com. What if there was a way to feel younger for longer? Well, there is. Your body needs something called the NAD plus molecule to help you age well. When you're young, your body makes a lot of NAD+, and that helps you make energy, it helps you keep your DNA healthy, absorb nutrients well, and it protects your cells from stress. But once you hit about 30, your NAD+, levels start to drop. The good news is that longevity scientists have found some things that can help, like niacin, niacinamide, and niagen. They help your body make more NAD+, even as you age. All three of these are in an amazing formula called Qualia NAD+. Check out Qualia NAD Plus risk-free for up to 100 days at neurohacker.com slash Dave15 to save an extra 15%. That's neurohacker.com slash Dave15, Qualia NAD Plus. It's what I use. Today's cool fact of the day is that the act of breathing is something that most of us take for granted, but the truth is that breathing is a unique biological function because it's the only one you have, unless you're really well-trained, that's both voluntary and involuntary. That means that you don't have to think about breathing, it'll always happen automatically, but you can take a deep breath, you can hold it, you can speed it up, you can slow it down. So that's one of the things that, as someone who might wanna control your own performance or just hack your own biology so you have more control and you can do more of the things you wanna do, breathing is probably the easiest thing to do. It turns out you can control your temperature, you can control your heartbeat, you can control the electrical conductivity of your skin, all sorts of things if you learn. But breathing, we all know, but we probably don't know all the different things you can do with it. What if there was a way to level up your energy, get rid of stress, and take more control of your body? Welcome to Quantum Upgrade. This is a new technology that taps into quantum energy to help you feel amazing. Quantum Upgrade has a lot of different products that help protect you from EMF and help activate your body's natural healing abilities. You can expect better sleep, more resilience, less stress, and better blood flow. The cool thing about Quantum Upgrade is that the products are backed by a lot of heavy-duty scientific studies, and there's a new measurable upgrade. You can now use Quantum Upgrade to increase your consciousness levels between 1,400 and 2,200 on the Hawkins map of consciousness. If you don't know what that means, do some research because it's impressive, it's fun to learn about, and it's something that I've come to understand. Ready to try Quantum Upgrade? Visit quantumupgrade.io slash Dave for a seven-day free trial. Today's guest is none other than Jay Abraham. If you're interested in business, you might have heard of him. Forbes calls Jay Abraham one of the top five executive coaches in the entire U.S., He's been doing this for 25 plus years. He's increased the bottom line of over 10,000 clients in 400 industries with 7,200 sub-industries. And this guy has solved 
just about every kind of sales, marketing, competitive edge question that you could think of. He's on stage regularly with Tony Robbins. In fact, I think he's the only guy who spends an entire day every year with Tony Robbins' platinum group. Uh, Tony's platinum group spends, it's like seventy-five dollars or $100,000, a very large amount of money every year to get quality time with Jay and his inner circle, of, not with Jay, with Tony and his inner circle of advisors. And Jay is one of those advisors who really helps these people. And speaking of Tony Robbins, uh, I just got to say thanks. I got an invitation uh, the other day from Tony to speak on stage for, for the first time in front of thousands and thousands of people at the Unleash Your Power Within conference in Los Angeles in, uh, that's March, April? Where are we in March? We're in March. In March of this year, of 2017. So if you are in LA, or you're going to be in LA then, that is an event you don't want to miss. That's the Tony's new event. Jay, are you going to be there too at this event? I am going to be there for part of it. For part of it. Okay, so Jay and I will both be there. Uh, if you're into internet marketing or marketing in general, you've probably seen one of Jay's books because he's a prolific author. He has all kinds of programs. And here's why Jay's on the show. You may be interested in business, and some portion of Bulletproof listeners are. We have a lot of people who are physicians. We have a lot of people who uh, have careers all over the place. We have police officers, the head of the counterterrorism unit uh, down at the LA County Sheriff's Department just said hi in the coffee shops. Like People from all walks of life who, who may or may not give a rat's ass about business. But <laughs> Jay is a high performer on many levels. And I know Jay really well because uh, we're friends. And we got to be friends starting years ago. I bought one of Jay's $500 books that couldn't possibly be worth $500 except it was worth more than that. And I read this book and was like, I can't believe I, I got scammed. I spent $500 on a book. I'm probably going to send it back. It has a money back guarantee. And I read it and was like, oh my God, like this guy has knowledge and it's very distilled. And I figured there was no chance I'll ever like meet uh, this kind of business rock star guy. And uh, lo and behold, years later, I got a chance to meet him, and we got to be friends. And Jay has spoken to every employee at Bulletproof. Uh, he actually came in and did a strategy session with us, and he's helped to advise me on how to grow uh, Bulletproof and how to have a, a service company where our mindset is uh, is we're having a fiduciary responsibility, where, where our job is to do the right thing for our, our viewers and our, our customers uh, even if it's if it's not the, the path that makes us the most money, or even if it's the path that makes us no money, uh, our, our responsibility ethically and morally and for the greater good of, of the business is to tell you, you know what, don't drink Bulletproof coffee. It's not right for you, if, if that's the case for you, uh, rather than to say, oh, no, just drink it anyway. So, so Jay's thinking there has helped to, to, to help me have a level of excellence um, that I, I'm working to spread throughout the company. So, Jay, first, thank you for being on the show, and thank you for all of your oh, advice. Come on, Dave. Thank you for the <laughs> invitation. It's an honor. Now, I, I want to ask you all sorts of things. And one of the things that I think everyone listening will care about is uh, what do you do to, to be a, a super high performer? You've been doing this, this crazy life. You, you travel around. Uh, you're, you're in Japan a lot. You're all over the planet. You, you, I think you fly maybe more than I do in terms of miles, certainly frequency, but you're, you go overseas more than I do. So I, I do. And you're a little older than I am. You don't really look it too much, but <laughs> you've got... It's all a facade. It's the portrait of Dorian Gray. Yeah, you've got more than 20 years on me, and you, you look great, and, and you're, Thank you. you're strong, and your mind is strong too, uh, which, is, which is cool. How do you 
do these crazy overseas trips and, and still come back and like look and feel good because it's harder when you're older. What, what, what's your trick? Well, the trick is not a trick. It's a, it's a, uh, an attitude. I am hopelessly and, uh, infinitely interested in truthfully all humanity. So it's always fascinating to me to interact with people on a worldwide basis. Last year, I think we did, we did Italy twice. We did London twice. We did Paris. We did Ireland. We did Vietnam. We did Bangkok. We did Tokyo. I think I did China also. And what you find is that everyone thinks everyone's different and they're not. There's this core of people that want to be true value creators. There's a core of people that want to have passion, not just about what they do, but who they do it for. And they just need clarity to guide them and connect the dots. And yet almost everybody worldwide has got the same problems, the same issues, surprisingly many of the same businesses. And they're very fascinating human beings. And I get a big kick out of learning, out of sharing, out of borrowing. And my background, if you ask how I do it, I love to learn. I love to see all the different ways different people see life, all the different values different people uh, really represent, because that's the totality of the marketplace we are dealing with, whether it's the people we're selling to or the people we're hiring. And I, I love humanity. And I get, I, get, uh, I get tired from the trips because I do very intensive and expensive, uh, very, very non-structured activities that are predicated on the real understanding of the situation. They are very mentally exhausted, but they're very uh, intellectually, like your cerebral fitness grows. Because you learn, and it's just very wonderful. I don't know if that's a good answer. I think I heard like three things in there. You have uh, a, a sense of curiosity that, and just just knowing you as your friend, you're, you're curious about everything. Like, like I, you're, you're relentless curiosity. It sounds like variety is something that that keeps your brain going, and there's good studies about that, right? Uh, and and I'm distilling this from there, but maybe the fact that you're you you're, you see what you do as an act of service, like like you're you're helping the people you go to. I want to take you on the road with me anytime I do an interview and you'll say what he means to say is. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it was, it's a good answer, but I, I'm, I'm looking for the pattern. No, for, for yeah, people no listening, well, right? see, I, I think it's probably worthy to share what accounts for my uniqueness because it's something that uh, anybody can avail themselves of if they're willing. And it's quite, liberating and intoxicating, animating, and, and, uh, and, and it's a wonderful uh, elevator to your performance capability. I spent a life traveling from one industry to another, to another, to another. And when you get a chance to travel outside of a singular industry, you see that each industry has a precept and it's like the uh, follow the herd. They all have a certain way of thinking. They all have a certain way of doing. They have a certain way of selling. They have certain uh, attitudes and and uh, distribution models. And plus or minus 20%, they're all about the better, a little better, a little worse. But when you see that there are thousands of different ways to 
strategically operate. There are thousands of different distribution models. There are thousands of different competitive advantages. There are thousands of different ways to add value. There are thousands of ways to access markets. You realize that most people accept unintentionally, unnecessarily, unknowingly, a fraction of the of the sales, the clients they could be generating, a fraction of the transactional size they could be doing, a fraction of the repeat business, referral business, and ancillary business, because they just don't know how much more is possible from a day, a moment, a time, an interaction, access, investment, capital, human capital. And I've been blessed. I get to see all that. It's a long answer, but that's really the the quintessence of what drives me. Well, so that's how you're driven in general. Now, what I see is that I'll get a call from you and you're like in God knows where, right? And I don't get a lot of calls that aren't scheduled just because my, my days are crazily booked. But you still get through which is uh, which is kind of which cool. I'm honored. Thank well, you. It, no, it's, it's not that. It's just that most people have learned that they call me. I never answer, but the fact that I don't answer half your calls, you still call just because you're patient. Yeah. But <laughs> what uh, uh, what what's cool though is you're all over the world, but you're always full of energy. And I know that you do things to take care of yourself physically, not just a sense of curiosity. Like, how do you handle jet lag? Like, what do you do when you do you take a red eye and you're going to go on stage for Tony or someone? And mm-hmm. like, like what what's your What's your resilience strategy? Uh, well, it's probably not going to be as sophisticated as yours, but I'm very lucky because I get to fly on any airline I want, and I like very indulgent ones that usually have very nice wines and spirits. So I enjoy a little bit of that. So you First actually day, drink in the air? I do, but not heavily anymore. But still, I, and I drink anything in the air. I get taken out by that. Okay, so so you are... Uh, you're tough. Not a lot. I like, you know, I like a little bit. A but little when stuff. I land, I yes, I have a regiment. They stock my room with about three cases of all kinds of water. <laughs> I basically uh, don't eat anything for the first day. I have a contractual, and this is going to sound very indulgent, <laughs> but I have a contractual provision that I get five hours a night with two uh, concurrent massage therapist so i get the equivalent of 10 hours of massage every night and, and this is to be clear you're you're actually getting massage so people are rolling their eyes right now oh yeah no i'm not having uh, yeah the, kinky you know no no i get yeah. really i get the most no, I, I know you're 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 a married services. you're a married guy and and this is all above board but but the the human touch and the massage is part of your is part of your recovery well i find two things i am paid to be really elevated in my understanding, my connection, my attention, my empathic uh, uh, perception. And I relax on a table and I can think very clearly because there's nowhere else to go. And I believe in my delusionary belief that, you know, getting all the cells uh, opened up and the, and the uh, blood vessels flowing and the, and all the, you know, the areas doing what they're supposed to do is very healthy. And I've, you know, everywhere I've ever traveled when I've spoken, I've had every night, you know, sometimes I'm too tired and I only take three hours, but I've all, it's just <laughs> part of my contract. But I also get acupuncture. I uh, 
you know, I, I have a lot of regimens that I do and I don't really eat except if, if, uh, it's thrust upon me, anything fried or sweet. I don't, I don't like anything fried and I like very little sweet unless I'm drinking red wine and then chocolate's good, but I'm very, you know, I drink a lot of water. I drink, uh, little alcohol when I'm working and I honestly, uh, get lots of body work, lots of body work. It's, so here's an interesting question. When I get a massage, I I usually, I go into some altered state after a little while. Like I, I kind of, I'm not really asleep, but I'm in a really deep theta state where I'm sort of dreamy and groggy and not really present. Are you sleeping during these five hours of massage or like in an altered state? Are you just kind of laying there just like getting all the body work done and fully awake the whole time and thinking? It's an integration of the, of the first two. Okay. It's, very relaxing because my mind has never learned how to turn off in most endeavors. But what happens is all these thoughts you've commanded to the recesses of your subconscious converge and, and, and your mind works for you the way it's supposed to. It collaborates, it combines, it integrates, it produces all these actually remarkable breakthrough concepts when you're not trying to withhold them or suppress them. I get the best, uh, the best breakthrough clarity when I'm either lying. I mean, I, like when I get um, acupuncture, I refuse to do an hour. It's too little. I do at least two hours. I wow. used to have a guy that would come for one full day a, a month, and I would just sit there and roll and roll and roll and roll and take notes of everything that came out of my reflection because you're forced. I don't know about you, but I'm running so fast, so often that some of the best things I want to remember and preserve, don't get really acted upon or even uh, dimensionalized because something else happens. And when you're in an environment where it's forced, concentrated, creative reflection, it's quite, it's, it's very intoxicating and liberating and clarifying. I don't know if that's a good answer. Uh, it's, it's fantastic. I, I, I think I understand what you're saying there. You're, you're doing a lot of self-care in order to operate at that level. Uh, you also do some work with uh, with Dr. Barry, a guy you introduced me to. Uh, you open Absolutely. talking about that? Yeah, sure. I don't mind. I do lots of things. I mean, now you can get uh, stem cells. I used to get uh, frozen sheep embryo flown in from from Switzerland, and I would do you know I would do seven eight injections a month. I, you know, I get IVs all the time for brain and for other things, but Dr. Barry is remarkable. Most people don't understand that there are levels of, uh, I don't use the word power and sound mystical, but levels of energy that transcend anything you could get from a uh, from a Red Bull or a, nothing wrong with, you know, if you like Red Bull, but well, this man's masterful at using energy to propel the capacity in your brain, your cellular structure, structure, your intellect, your perceptivity. Uh, you know, he's done some of the most famous people in the world. He does Tony Robbins. He, he does very famous iconic families. He does very famous sports figures and explaining what he does is hard, (laughs) but the result of what he does is it. And I, and I'm very, I used to go to Australia 30 years ago and Australia for some reason was a was a crucible of sort of developmental of a lot of alternative issues I think before they made it here 
And I would get introduced to all kinds of things 20 years before they would come here. And I was very open-minded because they, they had a positive impact. So you introduced me to uh, Dr. Barry. His name is, is Barry Morgulon. And yep. this guy, he's a UCLA surgeon uh, from, yep. from Tennessee. And yep. he's one of 12. Oh, Cincinnati, I think, or Kentucky. Oh, Kentucky. Sorry, I, I get Kentucky, Kentucky and Tennessee yeah, mixed up in my head. I'm sorry. One or two states. Yeah, Kentucky. Correct. And he uh, he's the last thing you'd imagine a, one of 12 living grandmasters of a very ancient Chinese lineage of, of energy medicine would, would look like. But he went, he went and trained with a, a group of people or, or a lineage that is the, the precursor to Shaolin and some of the shamanic practices, very ancient. And these are the people who would protect the emperor of, of China. Uh, they protect him energetically and, and went through the training on how to melt a glacier by sitting on it, you know, the, the sort of stuff that Wim Hof does, uh, but on a mountain in China, uh, you know, a, a day's hike away from anything. And, and just these incredible stories. And this, this humble guy who doesn't look at all like that can do things. And people who follow me on social media, you've seen like weird cupping things, like, like he, he yeah, does yeah. stuff. Um, but it, it's, he's, he's a very credible surgeon who trains doctors all over the world how to do endoscopic GI surgery and exactly. this. So I, I know that you you get work done by him. And, and I rolled my eyes when you introduced me to him. I said, well, <laughs> he doesn't really look the part. And then I, uh, I experienced what he, he could do. And I was like, okay, there's absolute uh, noticeable differences that are not subtle in what he does. And he actually wrote the meditation for, for mitochondria for Headstrong, the new book. Uh, because I mean, I don't know anyone with his with his breadth of power and knowledge on this stuff. Because it's medical and it's well, I'll just put it on the other M word. It's mystical, <laughs> the, yeah, that sort of stuff. But 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 you know, my belief is, and it's very interesting. <clears throat> if you look in history at people who one would say is a force of nature, I would argue that they were not as much that as they were people who learned how to harness and command forces within nature to their, uh, you know, to their directives. Mm -hmm. But that's just my, it, my perspective. It sounds like an accurate one. Uh, he's, he's the kind of guy can walk into a park and, and all the dogs will walk up to him if he wants them to. Like, or they'll go away. He comes to mm -hmm. my house and says, go upstairs, and they all go upstairs. <laughs> it's, it, it's powerful. And, and the reason I'm bringing this up is uh, you're a, a very well-known business guru, uh, and uh, someone who's, who's performed at a level that, that's pretty unusual for, for consistently decades. Uh, and I, I'm doing okay. And we both do stuff like that. And we're not alone, even though a lot of people won't go out there and, and talk about that stuff. And, and I, I believe that when you integrate the low-level stuff where our bodies are integrated with the environment around us, this mitochondrial connection to the world, uh, and this cognitive thing that you and I both, both also do... Um, that when you get everything working together, it seems like the system has a lot more power. And I, I'm kind of blown away, but it was, it's cool, A, that you introduced me to him, and also that you're willing to talk publicly about the fact that, you know, you do things like acupuncture and massage and body work and, yes, Chinese energetic medicine because they help you. How do you know they help you, though? Uh, okay, well, <laughs> let's put it this way. I didn't get ill for eight years in a row when I did one regimen. I uh, can tell you that I've had Barry work on me when I was exhausted and walked out of the room so radiant 
that I went for 12 hours un- nonstop. He works on Tony every night when Tony does his programs and Tony's pretty, you know, he's pretty <laughs> elevated in the, in the, in the methodology. He glows uses. when he walks. I mean, he's so yeah. bouncing with energy. It's, it's amazing. I, yeah. And, 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 um, uh, you know, I, 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 this is, I mean, try to be very precise. I'm, and you are too, I think I'm very aware. I think of myself, I've been disciplined to try to understand what's going on in a conversation, in an action, interaction. So I'm very aware when my performance, my, my brain power, I've, I've been very blessed because I have a very broad context of understanding, but I can tell when it's been elevated to, uh, you know, to a much more stratospheric level. And all these elements I'm telling you about, they have elevated my intellectual performance coupled with my, uh, with my energy, coupled with my concentration, coupled with my, auth- they've even helped my authenticity, meaning the connection I'm able to make with others. I mean, uh, I can't tell other people to do it, but I can tell you that if you take my work, which is all about optimization, highest and best use of, well, in the business arena, everything you do, everyone you do it with, everything you spend, everybody, every opportunity you have, and you translate it to your work, why would you want to live a life suboptimally if you have within your reach the way to make every day you know, more vibrant, more vital, more mentally alive, more observant, more perceptive, more sensory impactful. It just makes no sense to me. I I like that answer. And it comes down to awareness, right? Like you're like, I was paying attention to how I felt and how I performed and I noticed a difference. Um, Yeah. And that that's a sustaining difference and, and, and a compounding positive difference. One of the the problems that I had was was learning to trust my own perceptions, because the last thing we want to do is be fooled uh, by you know some placebo effect or something like I agree. that. How do you know when you're getting a placebo effect versus something is real? I think the answer is twofold. If you do it once, you may not, but if you do it enough repetitive times you can tell, I mean, it's empirical. It's not, it's not, it's not anecdotal. You can either, you're either going to feel like crap, you're going to feel moot, <laughs> or you're going to feel great. Don't you think? It's amazing. You ask someone, how do I feel? Well, either you know how you feel or you don't. And if you feel really good and you didn't before, that's a useful data point. And, and I, I, but most people don't know. I, I think you're right. They haven't learned to, to cultivate the awareness of like on a scale of one to a hundred. Where am I right now? And, and it, it's a powerful thing to just note when there's a big fluctuation and figure out what might that have been. Could it have been the acupuncture? I went in, I felt like crap, I went out, and either I felt really weird or I felt uh, much better. But to say it had no effect would be probably not matching the well, reality. Well, I would say so. two things. I get acupuncture three times a week for two hours when I'm home. Wow. And I also, if you'll notice my ear, it's, I didn't cut myself when I leave. Can you see yeah, I think we see that on the camera. Um, you guys can look They're at this. A bunch of looks like little yeah. band-aids. They all have needles in them. So go, I get go it. to uh, go to bulletproof.com/youtube to see this on the YouTube channel. To see my ears. Yeah. So, but I get them 
when I leave, I have them put long lasting uh, adhesive needles on all the on all the you know the major impact points. Mm-hmm. And it has a sustaining event. You know, I believe because I've gauged my performance with and without it. So, um, but I think most people, I'm going to tell you one funny story. Well, too, I could tell you a breathing story that lost me uh, $3 million, but you may not want to hear that, but I'll oh, tell yeah. you a different, well, I'll tell you, first of all, you talked about people not knowing how they feel. There's a patronizing, pro- I, I think most people are so out of touch with their lives and what's going on. You'll say to somebody, how you feel? Great. Somebody will say it to me, and I know they don't listen. And I'll say, geez, my arm hurts. I you know, I got a real bad guy. And I'll, I'll say a bunch of negative things just to see if they even hear. And they say, oh, great. <laughs> yeah, they're not listening. And, and there's a tragedy there, not for them disrespecting me, but for them disrespecting themselves because they don't, they're not, they're not in touch. So that's just a comment. I, I noticed something. Uh, when I moved to Canada, that that shocked me when I first came here. If you go to the convenience store here, and, and the the cashier says, "How are you doing?" At least half the time, they're going to hear your answer. And if you said, "Oh, it's been a crappy day," they'd be like, "Oh, wow, tell me about it." And I, I feel like when when I'm in you know New York or you know a big city, not to pick on New York, it's the same in LA. Yeah. they're probably not going to ask. And if they do, you could basically say there's aliens invading and they wouldn't hear what you had to no. say. Like there was, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because it's dark and cold up here so people are bored. Uh, but uh, what, what, whatever it is, I noticed it and it kind of freaked me out at first. Like, wow, like the people are listening. I should be more aware of what I say. But geez, isn't that kind of connectivity wonderful? Oh, it's great. You I, feel I so much closer yeah. and meaningful and it can transform. I mean, I may have told you this, we have a regiment that, it, it, and this is one more thing, it's delightful. When I go to Asia, not as much uh, uh, Latin America, but uh, it, a lot of people in Asia have very dour, non-evocative uh, emotion. And we have, excuse me, I'm on a runway, so you hear, you'll hear planes all the time. Uh, we have a, a, a protocol. Uh, we is if I take anybody with me. If not, it's I. So first day I hydrate. The next day I go to the bar or the lobby and I sit for four hours and smile at people till they smile back. (laughs) Then I ride the elevator for two hours and do the same in the elevator. Then I get off on every floor. Yeah, it's glorious fun, glorious fun. And then I get off on every floor and I engage very briefly all the housekeepers and the service people because it, they get acknowledged. Most of us don't acknowledge one another. Very sad. But it's wow. great fun. Up, so, and that inspires me. I get great joy out of it. It's so like when, a recycling of energy. So when you fly to Japan or, or to China, yeah, you'll, you'll yeah. go do this. I did not oh, know yeah. that, Jay. Where I go in Asia, I do it. In China, Japan, Vietnam, Malaysia, wow. Singapore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great fun. <laughs> and it brings, when you see somebody smile, and you see their body, I mean, it's the same thing. Their their body language changes. Their eyes start going from uh, tepid to sparkly. There's a, a transformative little aura about them because they felt a little bit better about themselves. If you engage them a little bit, and it's very fun to try to engage somebody that doesn't speak English and still be interested 
and empathic. It's, it's a wonderful exercise. It's very tragic. More people don't allow themselves to do it because you are the beneficiary more than the people that you give to. Wow, I did not know that about you. It's yeah, I, I do it every time I go anywhere. It, it's true that you're uh, you, you're you're very giving that way. Like I, I remember the, the first time we met, I, I think you came to the coffee shop opening, or we, we had we had lunch uh, somewhere. Uh, you and and your wife and I and and I spilled my bulletproof coffee because my mug malfunctioned, and, and <laughs> you were you were just laughing. I was like, oh man, like I can't believe I did that. Uh, but yeah, you're you're just uh, very fun and open that way, and and some. Some business gurus aren't that way. Like, like they're they're Some. a little bit wooden. Some, uh, <laughs> it's it's probably most to be perfectly honest. I, I mean, I, I know a bunch of really good people in the field, and I wouldn't want to disparage them uh, inadvertently. Oh, there's what is wonderful people. But I think that we lose track in our lives of humility and humanity. And if you can really keep yourself focused on our relevancy and irrelevancy, it's very wonderful because, you know, everybody has value and worth and, and everyone has a perspective and whether you like them or not. One of the things I learned early in my life was to very carefully try to examine, evaluate, understand, explore, uh, respect and appreciate how other people see life because that's their reality. Can't change the reality till you till you embrace them on their value system. Uh, that's, uh, that's a really good point, Jay. Now, where did you learn all this stuff? Like, like who, who taught you to be this way? Uh, I have been blessed all my life since I got married when I was 18 the first time, and most of my earlier career, I have no education, was predicated with crazy entrepreneurs who wouldn't pay me anything, but they would give me a chance to do anything I wanted for a percentage of whatever I created. And I went through a broad array of, of just very uh, diverse and disparate industries, activities. And as I got a little older, I was very fascinating to people because I was curious. And, you know, I would sit in people's offices for hours just watching them do business as a fly on the wall. And I got very lucky. I I was either attracted to or attracted to entrepreneurs who had as their default driver, either the filling of a void that existed in an industry or a niche, or the adding of value and dimension to a product or service that was already there. And so when we would engage in discussion, because I always wanted to know, well, what's driving you? How are you doing it? Why are you doing it? What's different about you? I ask a lot of questions and I listen very carefully to the answers and I think about them. And a lot of times people have never been asked those questions. So the first time somebody uh, expounds, discusses, responds, it's profound because it's coming from the depths of their passion level. And I was very blessed. I was never afraid to ask very penetrating questions that no one else would think relevant and listen and and to the, to the most part, retain. And then after doing it for years and years in industries and industries, you get this outrageous composite of aggregate understanding, perspective, uh, uh, awareness, admiration, as opposed to contempt for all the different uh, 
strives and 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 issues or perceived issues people will grapple with. Very interesting. I'll I'll say. I, I remember I went to uh, Dan Pena's 70th birthday party at Guthrie Castle in, in Scotland. And Dan's been a guest on Bulletproof Radio. He spoke at, uh, at I think, the third conference that, that we yeah. had. They call him the, the $50 billion man. And, and Brian Rose uh, from London Real, um, who's, a, who's a friend uh, and a Bulletproof supporter. Um, uh, Brian and I went together, rented kilts, and uh, he kind of connect, <laughs> connected That's me to, to this group. And, and there were some really strong business luminaries, like, like people who've had their entire career in marketing. And this is a stereotypical Castle J. You, you'd probably recognize it from like the, in the 80s when I was a teenager, like the success poster in your bedroom was like yeah. the Scottish Castle with the Bentley, yeah, Malcolm Lamborghini, that, sure. helicopter. Well, except that's where, that's actually where he lives. Like he literally has the row of sports cars out front and, and like it, it's, it's classical success. And you go there, but as people are giving speeches, Jay, and you weren't there, so you probably don't even know this. Four different times your name came up in people's speeches about Dan, right? Really? And just about yeah, absolutely. Like, like people were talking about like your business made people who made a difference. So like like you've 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 done this for for so long. It was it was it was pretty interesting. And three of the times it was actually positive. No, I'm just kidding. They're, they're all positive. <laughs> <laughs> they're all positive. <laughs> you, know, you know, I've been around doing this a long time in a lot of places, and. You look back on a career and you're very fascinated the impact that you can make if your intention's right and if you really uh, uh, really try to be more than intellectual entertainment. What's the best piece of advice you ever received? Uh, probably, if you want to be interesting, be interested that most people don't know how to listen and hear that uh, that you want to put yourself into environments very uncomfortable, well above your comfort, intellectual, experiential, or earning mode, and force yourself to grow. That growth and development of spirit, body, mind, knowledge, humanity is the key to all richness in life. I could go on and on, but those are a few. Well, who who told you these things? I, see, I've been so blessed. <laughs> I, when I started, I was, it, it, we we started off and I had a really hilarious, I would knock on people. I did, I, this is a fun story. When I started off, I had nothing uh, going for me. So I had a business card made that was that big and it said UC sales. And I would go to all these offices in Indianapolis and they used to have this little glass window where the reception was in this little hole where they could talk and you could stick your your card through. And I'd go and I'd want to see Mr. Asprey. And they'd say, uh, well, do you have an appointment? And I'd say, no. And they'd say, well, who are you with? And I'd look like that and I'd say, no one. <laughs> and they'd look bizarre and they'd say, well, do you have a card? And I'd say, yes, and I'd get this card. And of course it wouldn't reach through the window. Because and they have big. to take it back <laughs> to you. And maybe one out of a hundred failed to get me an appointment. And my whole, my, my spiel then was J. Abraham Young, young up and coming Jewish boy from the Midwest, trying to get ahead in an ever so competitive world while suffering the most acutely inflamed sinus condition of my life. <laughs> and everyone laughed. And then I would end up and they would stay for hours 
telling me about their business and and I asked good questions. And it was very interesting because if we couldn't do business together, I would get educated and go somewhere else in the same industry. And now I could talk authoritatively. I've always been um, outrageously at curiosity is not the right word, but manipulative it isn't either. I've been genuinely obsessed with learning how businesses operate, their psyche, their drivers, their nuances, their, and, and my background gave me a lot of that because I did, uh, just it's interesting, in the course, besides doing three or 400 of the top experts that didn't come to me for help with their methodology, but I had to learn it in order to elevate it or dimensionalize it or monetize it. But I also did the Deming organization that was the, mm -hmm. the father of optimization and process improvement. I did Qualpro that was at one time, I don't know if they still are, the largest multivariable testing organization in the world. And I got to look at billions of dollars of variability tests. I did uh, uh, Decision Quest, the largest strategic litigation consulting firm in the world, wow. and got to look at all the different issues on venue and juries and how differently with graphics you can depict suffering and pain or minimize it. And I got a very interesting on uh, an unimaginable education and possibilities. And then when you look at hundreds of industries, I don't know how I got to that point. I'd mean to get you tangential, but it's very interesting. Uh, it's, it's fantastic. You, you've, I mean, the breadth of experience is, is, is interesting. And you, having done business consulting with you and having, how do you look at Bulletproof and, and what we're doing? I, it's definitely clear that, that the cross-industry knowledge is, is just a, a set of information that you've incorporated that, that I've never come across before. It's an attribute. It's, it's a bane in a way because it's, it's a combination of experiential, empirical, uh, uh, sort of uh, uh, intuitive, a little bit like probably psychic, a lot of the ability to to integrate in a matrix in your mind, but it's not, I can teach you my basics very easily, but the experiential empirical nuance part is not so. That's one of the reasons why I, I have to charge a lot and work with people at a very high level because I can't duplicate my, I can, you know, I've, I've, I've trained millions of people in my basic methodology and it will elevate, but if you want to go really deep and maximize and optimize and, kick ass you have to have all these nuances which are experientially based uh that's uh, that that's actually really cool well i mean it is and isn't i can have it i mean i'm the best person to not want to sit with that end up loving on an airplane right i can see that you're like i just wanted to watch game of thrones but instead i have this marketing consultant next to me who's so curious he keeps asking me to talk about myself <laughs> and I ask questions. See, when you have you enough, yeah. there, there's a concept called universal intelligence. You know what that is? Mm -hmm. I think the, 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 the metaphor is the hundredth monkey. You know what that is? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, if you've done enough different industries worldwide, enough different personality types, extricated people from enough Gordian knots, there's very little that even if you've never been in an industry that you can't extrapolate. But if you ask questions of somebody deeper, better, more connective and and evident that you already know what's coming next and no one's ever done that, it blows their mind. 
Yeah, that would, uh, because it's it's just a different reality, and that, that's been my experience. What about someone who's listening? You're saying, all right, so so Dave, uh, you know, you're some entrepreneur guy, and, and you're talking to this top business consultant who's completely inaccessible to me. Um, where, like, like, where does someone just getting going in their career? Uh, how do they, how do they get access to to understand what's going on in the kind of world that you live in? Well, I mean. I started very basic and we started by uh, trying to teach a fund- fundamental belief system and and a methodology. And over the years, I've gotten to the point where I'm, I'm older and I'm more legacy oriented. I still like uh, companies that have enough assets in play that I can really leverage. But we are we want to be the greatest benefactors to entrepreneur to entrepreneurship and entrepreneurial dumb uh, there are. So we have something very interesting. We have a, a site, it's abraham.com, but on that site is a subsite. It's called 50 Shades of J. And I think it's got a thousand, <laughs> it's got a thousand hours and probably 20,000 pages. And not only does it not sell anything, but it doesn't even ask for an opt-in. And our, our perspective is if, if we know a lot of people will never be able to afford us uh, and maybe won't want to, but we we can afford to invest in every entrepreneur that wants to be preeminent, that wants to be a true value creator, that wants to multiply the performance and the quality of their team, that wants to add more connectivity. So we give away, oh, actually buy. I don't want to say give away because I think free is diminished. We give people at my expense programs that are frankly not being arrogant, but they're better than most people sell for thousands of dollars. They don't sell anything. They don't ask for, and anybody can go to abraham.com. I think it's right hand slash five O shades and you can have a field day because there's, there's ideological philosophical stuff. There's very granular stuff. There's interviews with people like Tony and, and you, there's, there's, uh, you know, there's, uh, we do like we did one set where I thought everyone should be more childlike. So we sent out, I think, 25 YouTube video musicals from Disney movies because I said you can't be great if you don't let yourself be vulnerable. You can't be vulnerable if you don't let some of your childlike innocence free. We, but we do all kinds of wild things that are very – I think worldview is something most people don't allow themselves to constantly enrich, uh, expand, and nourish. And so, number one, the name Fifty Shades of J is is hilarious. Uh, I, it, I love that. It, 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 uh, it is pretty uh, funny, yeah, but that, it's not. There's nothing dirty on it. No, so but it's, it's it's just it's what a great riff. Like it, it's completely uh, completely. Good oh, it's marketing. hilarious! Every time we put them out erratically, and every one has got a little different shade of gray in it, <laughs> and it's hilarious. It's very funny. Uh, so uh, the other thing that that's unique. I know a lot of people who sell information online, and like you said, thousands of dollars buy my videos, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I don't do that. That's not part of my business. I, I like you believe it's better that people have the knowledge. I'd, I'd rather give it away, and then they'll they'll purchase something at the right time, or they won't. But I was pretty blown away uh, when you like, oh, I found out people were copying my expensive program. So like, I just I'll, I'll sell them a hard drive. Yeah. That is everything I've ever done on it yeah. for basically the cost of the hard drive and shipping and some yeah, we do. We changed our whole status. We said, I don't want to compete with a bunch of interlopers or, or, or superficial, uh, self-anointed people that are dangerous to people's wealth. I'd rather 
we see ourselves as massive investors in the quality of entrepreneurs and in in the future of just capitalism and that we see we, we can do we can help people who probably don't realize how much more is possible for themselves and we try to do it and i still love high paying six seven figure clients and i love yeah. deals i can get involved in but most of the time most people we invest in them without any reciprocal expect it comes back it, it sure does now jay our final question in sounds like jeopardy okay yeah you're gonna put all your money up now here you go if someone came to you tomorrow and they said, look, yes. Jay, based on all this stuff you know, all this stuff you've lived, uh, I want to be better at everything I do. What are the three most important things that I need to know? What would you tell them? Your, your most important advice. Um, passion, purpose, possibility. All right. You got to tell me a little bit more than what, the, what does each of those things mean. You got to be passionate about not just what you do, but who you do it for. You got to yeah. fall in love. If you don't like what you do, who you do it for, and that's a duality. It can be in who you do it for as your employer or who you do it for as your marketplace. You shouldn't be doing it. Uh, purpose means if you're just trying to make money without, I mean, there, I have a very good dear friend of mine wrote a, 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 thesis, a, a thesis, excuse me, he said you're either a multiplier or a diminisher, whether you're an entrepreneur or a business leader. Uh, manager or an employee. You're either making people greater, you're adding value societally, you're, um, you're improving, you know, performance, humanity, whatever, or you're taking or you're sucking oxygen out of the environment philosophically and metaphorically. So I think you got to be doing something that has, you got to have, you got to be on a crusade or, uh, or a mission and see your role. We've done this with your people. You got to see that no matter what you do in a business, you don't have to be the, the, the leader to have relevancy and have a connectivity that you make a difference in the fulfillment of a meaningful product service. And one of the things I think most people are scared, I don't want to say a bad word, but they're scared to go into another field, which is tragic. I mean, spending a life, you know, that uh, quote about quiet desperation, mm -hmm. I think that's the, you have to have passion, you have to have purpose. And then when you are fortunate as I've been to see how much more is possible from everything, time, effort, connectivity, capital, interaction, relationships, resources, you've got to question and, and believe that you have not come close to, uh, to, capitalizing, optimizing, um, all elements of your business life, your career and your personal life. And I think if you get those three in alignment, you're pretty fortunate. I'll say it's a, it's a challenge to get those in alignment, but, uh, I, I but like that this, advice. Okay. See, now can I ask you a question? Oh, sure. Okay, did I give you the kind of interview you want, or was it all over the place and diffused? I think you answered all the questions, Jay. I, uh, you're always someone who's willing to uh, to share what you think about it and then go where, where your mind takes you, which is why it, it, sometimes I feel like you're downloading stuff uh, when, when you're talking, like, like, like you're, it's just coming together right, right as, you're, as you're saying it, which is really cool. So 
it, it's very authentic. No, I, I would say you answered all the questions and you were clear. You weren't all over the place. So nice. Okay, well, I hope it. I added value. One of the most important things, people, your your goal in life. I learned this from uh, Fran Tarkenton, who's a friend of mine. Who <clears throat> uh, he, he's the NFL uh, Hall of Fame quarterback who lost two times in Super Bowl in front of like 50 million people, which is a lot worse than losing face in front of one person. And he uh, had a business reversal that was quite profound. And he came back with a renewed attitude that said, every time you interact with any person for any reason, for any amount of time, your job, your goal, your moral responsibility, your opportunity, your privilege is to make that person better off because you were in their life. And it's a wonderful, I'm not trying to be raw, I'm not raw, raw, positive thinking. I just have learned that there's a lot of integrative forces and factors and elements one has to integrate to really get the maximum out of a life or a business or a career. That's it. It's uh, it, it's very well said, and it, it sounds almost cliche, Jay, where there's I, you know, I, there was a time in my life when I was more of an engineer. Uh, it, I would have rolled my eyes and be like, "Really? Like that? That's not really how it works." But my life experience is that that's actually how it is. And I, I it was is. Just, I was just young and arrogant and angry, uh, and I am none of those things anymore. So, <laughs> happy go lucky, Dave. Awesome. Well, Jay, hi ho, hi ho. <laughs> Thanks for being on Bulletproof Radio, and thanks for all of your your advice and, and your friendship as well. And uh, I look forward to seeing you at, at Tony's event and okay. having a chance. What an to honor! Out. Thank you for for allowing me to to take up opportunity cost to your audience. I'm privileged. I, I'm sure that you delivered value. And when it's all done, you know, did you make a difference? And right. it, you don't have to be. I mean, you're very fortunate. You're influencing, as you say, millions of people. But every human being influences some people. Yeah. Did you make a difference? Did you add value? Did you make lives better off because you were in them? And that's the real question. And that that's what keeps at least it keeps me satisfied and, and happy is just knowing that I'm making that difference. And and again that sounds cliche and all that, but I, I gotta tell you if you're listening to this and that sounds cliche to you, it's because whatever you're doing isn't making a difference. Because <laughs> if it was, you'd know what I was talking about. <laughs> it was well said and you are making a difference. Yeah. And just as a an aside, as an acknowledgement, I have had numerous, very open uh, discussions with you about a lot of issues, and I can tell anyone watching or listening that your motives are their best interest. Your commitment is their elevated performance and and richness of life, and that you're fanatic for them, not for yourself. And I've you're very humble and very down to earth and very gracious and very authentic. And it's important that people know that. Oh, thanks, Jay. Well, on that wonderful note, we should end the show and I'll okay. let you get on to your next meeting. For uh, If you enjoy the show, you're listening, there's a way you can say thanks because there's several ways. One is just go to iTunes and, and give us the five-star review. We're past 1,500 reviews and every time you do that, you're telling other people that the show is worth their time as well and that actually I'm not a mass murderer. And, <laughs> Good. and while, while you're at it, uh, you can head on over to Jay's website, abraham.com slash 50 shades. And there's no affiliate tracking codes or any of that. That's just the link for all of his free stuff. No, just 5-0, yeah. the number 5-0 five. Five, five shades. It's got a lot of valuable yeah. 
contribution without any expectation. They would enjoy it. And there's no email harvest. It's just free info that Jay's put together over his life. And it's it's a site that I've certainly used and something that might be of benefit to you. And hey, it's absolutely free. So you could check that out. Uh, that's abraham.com slash 50 shades and iTunes. Give us a five-star review. And if you're still feeling in that giving spirit after this powerful interview, you can always go on over to orderheadstrong.com and pre-order your copy of the new book. When you order it before it comes out, it means a lot more to me. It helps me work with my publishers and with the marketing people to get the highest positive impact. So if you're going to order it anyway, please do it now. Thank you. Human Upgrade, formerly Bulletproof Radio, was created and is hosted by Dave Asprey. The information contained in this podcast is provided for informational purposes only and is not intended for the purposes of diagnosing, treating, curing, or preventing any disease. Before using any products referenced on the podcast, consult with your healthcare provider, carefully read all labels, and heed all directions and cautions that accompany the products. Information found or received through the podcast should not be used in place of a consultation or advice from a healthcare provider. If you suspect you have a medical problem or should you have any healthcare questions, please promptly call or see your healthcare provider. This podcast, including Dave Asprey and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. This podcast is owned by Bulletproof Media.